Welcome to another episode of the Love Change Hello. podcast. Kay right here, Amor, going through the nitty and gritty, talking about what's hard about change, sharing uh, stuff that we might not share on a regular basis. Uh, we try to be open and honest, vulnerable, taboo free, taboo free, shameless. And today's topic is career changes. Kay right here has had a career that my cousin Damun is uh, jaw-dropping jaw <laughs> by, like, ah, I want that. <laughs> I want that. Uh, how would you summarize your career, Kay? Um, I would say it's pretty steep. It was pretty steep going. Um, looking back, um, when I was 28, I was promoted for the first time to lead a team. Mm -hmm. And then 29 was promoted the next time, leading, uh, yeah, being the youngest uh, head of back in the days at the company I was working for. And uh, yeah, my goal was always to be there before I'm 30. So I kind of, you uh, were? yeah, to, to definitely be a head of, head, um, of. head of a division. How many people were you in charge uh, of? Four or five, something well, like that. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was always on my list, on my to-do list in life, and I could take that off. Um, yeah, then I changed a couple of times, and then the last job that I was uh, still working for someone was being a vice president for Calvin Klein. Mm -hmm. That one makes your cousin drop the <laughs> jaw the most, yeah, and most true. people are really, uh, yeah, looking at it, adoring it, that someone was a vice president. Mm -hmm. So yeah, in a nutshell, I think... Uh, that would be a summary of my career. Steep. What was steep about steep. it? Steep. Um, how quickly it went. I think uh, I was always raising my hand when it was... Uh... Yeah, hold on for a second. There we go. All the blockers. Um, I think I was always raising my hand, not really being ready, but just being hungry for okay. more. And I think that made me really accelerate in my career and get where I was. And yeah, looking backwards, I think you're never ready. But if you raise your hand, you just grow into those shoes, into that shoe size. So mm. that kind of is a good uh, set of mind. And of, of all the jobs you had, which one do you miss the most and why? I think the last one I really missed the most because it was the most uh, white paper start. White paper start, okay. So yeah. you had a open card to do what you wanted i not necessarily an open card to do what i wanted to but it was really my responsibility to hire the team to set up the strategy to literally everything mm. and that was pretty cool that was really like hey i have no idea my, my manager when he hired me he was like i have no idea about fashion women's profession you're the one just do it and i was like that's pretty cool so doing literally everything really finding the right people that was quite cool and really just trusting all the experience that I gathered the years before. To so that that was a part of the job. And then when that was over, it would be just keeping the machine going, no? Yeah, but still there's always a challenge every season. Like either one team member leaves or you're growing, which was really like exponentially mm. planning to grow and then uh, market request would change, etc. Usually a fashion brand also needs a... Uh, yeah, at least half a year, if not longer, to really from design to have the product in the showroom mm -hmm. and then another half year to have it in the store. So you always think a year ahead. So that is also like, you know, when you drop something into the showroom, you might change your strategy already. So it's like half a year later, it just hits the end consumer. But then you, on I've the way you change. It makes, sense. it makes sense to you, but that's what you liked about it? The pace definitely also, yeah. So a high rhythm of... Uh, yeah execution yeah you just gotta be there you just really gotta decide if you don't decide you definitely miss out how many times did you change jobs in total um i had like three definitely like three bigger stations and then i was uh one company for super short time in between so four yeah four jobs in 12 years you yeah. said and how did you decide to change jobs there was always something that was triggering my interest. There's always something where I was excited about. 
I kind of like arrived at a point with the job I was at to be like, hmm, kind of routine-ish. It's kind of boring-ish. It's kind of like keep it running, as you said earlier, like mm. really maintaining something. And I kind of knew how it's going and how it's working. Mm -hmm. And then something new came and it was really like, I had plenty of job offers in between, but most of them were like, yeah, something wasn't really right. And the ones that I picked was like, really, well. I was really feeling, hey, this is something, it's a bigger challenge. I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited to grow this brand. There's a huge portion of what I haven't done before. So it was also a huge mm -hmm. portion of learning something new, managing a whole new part of a division, et cetera, et cetera. So if I hear you correctly, the if your current job kind of is comfortable or easy, then you're kind of scouting on the next thing. Mm, yeah, kind of. I think I would just like phrase it or like frame it differently now. And, uh, you know, like, I don't know, with the job I'm having now, I would probably dive deeper into one section to grow it bigger or whatever. Mm. I don't think it's going to get boring at the moment. So I don't think I'm not there yet, mm. but definitely if I would find myself in a situation where things would be like, yeah, I'm pretty much on top of things, then I'd be like, yeah, is there something else that I can find? Mm. We'll get back to your current uh, occupation. But, uh, <laughs> okay. what, were, what were the three biggest challenges of changing jobs? I think you kind of like... You have to put your head like you that's what i said like you arrived at some point in a comfort zone place mm -hmm. with your current job so you like you know how things go you know who to talk to you know what might potentially go wrong what is good what is bad what you need to keep an eye on etc you kind of like get the whole setup mm -hmm. and then when you change jobs there's not really much that stays so you really have to put your head around the beginner's mind. Mm. You really have to start and be like, yeah, I might know how the German market is wired and mm. what the product is that is needed, but still it's a different fashion product with a different label. Mm. So I need to think new. And then the people I talk to are completely new. The processes are in many senses new. So whenever you'd be like, ah, I you know when someone starts to explain you something and you'd be like, I know how that works. You'd be like literally biting your tongue and be like, ha, hold on. No, no, no. Don't be, don't be that. Like smart you have no idea. Yeah. Exactly. Don't try to act as a smart ass, but really like listen toward really till the end, what someone has to say. And it's mm. really important. Like you literally have to find out what the setup is of also people that you can rely on, you know, even like operational processes. You have to really find the right people to go to, mm. to be like, this is my IT man. <laughs> this is my operation man or woman. This is my, this person. So it's really make nesting, sure. Nesting, really knowing your people, mm -hmm. knowing what's the quickest way to mm -hmm. get things done. Yeah, you might see, I don't know, in the system, in the process, you might see that something is going well, but then you would call the person that takes care of logistics and you'd be like, hey, are we really sure this is coming from the supplier? I, I kind of don't believe that they're really delivering the product. Mm. And then they'll be like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but you need those people with that level of honesty to be like, mm. before your manager basically flags you, you should be having that information ahead. And literally and these, like these going... Are, these are very, uh, the things you mentioned is like, being a beginner, beginner mm -hmm. again, having patience, learning processes you kind of know, mm -hmm. but you get to know again. And then, uh, how do you say it? Uh, again, also finding your people and your tribe mm -hmm. within a corporation. But those are all very uh, specific. No, work-related mm -hmm. challenges. Yeah. That's just that also would be part of having a new job that you've never had before. Yeah. But what I'm curious about what were the biggest personal challenges? I think the, in the corporate environment, it's usually the politics also. Yeah. To learn how to, you know, talk to that person, how to talk to that person, how to manage your manager, how to manage your team, mm. 
how to manage you experience that as a personal challenge yeah absolutely okay. because it also makes you a different person mm. like i don't know it's maybe not the best example that comes to my mind but um the cultural aspect also plays a big role like people here are just different than in germany so that's also something to be considered because you can like really really go wrong if you don't consider True. how people are wired here And then, of course, for me personally, moving moving houses in between, um, being around still a different language, being around different culture, it is a big challenge. You kind of like, you land and you start working and you're giving you 150% in work, but then your whole setup around also changed. Yeah. And you're like, what supermarket am I going to? Mm. What do I need? What do I buy? Like all the things that were set before you just have to establish new and that had to do with changing countries or also changing cities also changing cities like literally mm. everything yeah and it's like i don't know if you if you call places here people talk dutch and then if you're lucky then they also talk english but if they don't then you're like mm, yeah. yeah i don't know registering my motorbike was quite a challenge I was super happy that my assistant took care of it yeah. because that was like i don't know it needed like 55 documents and I don't know how much paperwork and everything was in Dutch and she was just giving me the list of things she needs and I was like oh my goodness if I would have need to figure it out myself it would be hard it would be just like a nightmare like old salary slip new salary slip health insurance before health insurance now like I don't know what like I was like do you also need my birth certificate seriously so I think that was the and if you biggest. I'm still a bit curious about yeah. this question is is like these are all things that come when you have changed the job and before deciding uh, mm-hmm. what are the biggest challenges before deciding for the new job yeah yeah I'm not the person to think too long about it okay I can't uh, my mom is always making uh, and she's always mentioning that whenever I go also traveling She's like, she would research before and check the weather, et cetera, et cetera. I just literally go mm. and figure out on the spot. I'm like more, it was more like Amsterdam. Yeah, I can imagine to live here. You know, if someone would have asked me to go to New York, I would have probably said no, because I just, I love the city, but to live there is just a nightmare. Mm. So it's more like, will I like the place to be? So your decision was just, like a gut feeling. Yeah, if it feels right, I just do it. It was anyway a crazy thing. I basically was in Italy to see a supplier with my company before and then they flew me in from Italy to Amsterdam to have the job interview. It was a long ass day having, I think, seven or eight interviews with different people to get to know people. And it was just like a really nice setup. Everyone was genuinely interested in me as a person also, if I fit into the brand, if I fit into the company, etc. Yeah. And that's where I was like, wow, I never had such a nice interview day before. Okay. And that's how I just decide. And Amsterdam, yeah, I wanted to go abroad anyway. And Amsterdam was just a really beautiful opportunity too. So, mm. yeah. Final question from my side for today. Yeah. Quickie, quickie mm. go through today. Why are you not looking for a job anymore? It's kind of difficult to explain that, I guess. I think the last job, um, yeah, after having the burnout... And being in recovery, something in me was just like, yeah, just don't go back. Define your own life. I think I came to a point where fashion was just not matching that much my life vision anymore. Mm. And then I was like, yeah, you can just go back and like do the same thing all over again. Or you can just be bold enough to walk away and try to establish something that you believe more into and that is more your vision. Yeah, but you could have also chosen to work for a health food organization as you're starting yourself now. Sure, but I can also do it myself. I think I could that's have the, to... <laughs> the, No, that's the question. Why are you not like, okay, you're saying... I can make more money or I can do what I like to do. Mm-hmm. But you decided to not be employed any longer. Yeah. Yeah. I, why is that? Yeah, I think I have probably this much much knowledge of how to, but that feels enough to start something and mm-hmm. like fail and fail massively and fail more and then get up again and be like, okay, big learning, move on. Try again. 
I think that's a pretty um, messy, painful process. But I think mm. I'm really excited to do it. Mm. Like seeing the supplier today, I was talking to a super young kid doing his wholesale business. And like I was like, yeah, that's really cool. Just start something mm. because you have a personal need that needed to be covered and you discovered there's a need in the market that can be covered if you offer something as a product. So why not just risking it and trying, you know? Mm. Um, that that what makes me wonder. Um, you could have made this decision a long time ago. That's true. But it was just going too well. <laughs> what do you mean? In corporate. Corporate was going too well. Yeah. Yeah, my whole career was just going too well. That's the point. I had my moments where I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. But then, yeah, things just went too well to walk away from it. Mm. Just like all of a sudden. And whomever I would talk to would be like, listen, you have a perfect life. You have a perfect career. You just cannot do it. And I was not strong enough back in the days to just say, yeah, I don't care. I think I really needed this breaking point called burnout, this crossing in life to be like, okay, I can go left, mm. which is back, I can go right and just try the unknown. Because mm. that was really like such a transformation to really put all the cards back on the table and be like, what is my, what is my set? What do I want to do? Mm. And I think that also, yeah, this whole transformation kind of enabled me to so if, if somebody would Choose. offer you the the right conditions and the right product and the right market as an employer, like, hey, Katarina, I mm -hmm. want you to scale our uh, healthy cookies brand, you would say no. I don't know. I wouldn't cross it off my list, I guess. Mm -hmm. I think it really depends what it is, but... I would say it really my it makes my heart beat faster when I think about growing my own brand. Mm. You know, I don't yeah, I don't know. That would be a great cookie brand. I mean obviously I really love cookies. <laughs> it's a difficult choice. And it's a healthy yeah. cookie, but then I might be more I think I might be more into the consulting part. Okay. And be like, how can I support you? Or how can we maybe even merge and collaborate? Do some yeah, collab etc instead of just like yeah making the whole thing mm. i i think i would be a great so did you did you after your burnout just not look for jobs anymore i really wasn't looking for jobs no, no. it's no. funny but i really wasn't i always get those uh, linkedin notifications and obviously you also get job offers on linkedin yeah. and you can also change your status eh, on linkedin to like, like looking for opportunities. exactly but no one can see it just like it's for headhunters only visible yeah never did it really literally never did it okay and so like so yeah. it was clear when you had your mm -hmm. shift mm -hmm. like i'm not gonna mm -hmm. look for a job whatever it is mm -hmm. yeah absolutely not it's really interesting yeah and also the jobs that came in or people asking i was like yeah we can have a chat of 15 minutes just to like listen what the the, the gig is mm -hmm. but not because i was like yeah mm -hmm. not really pretty cool and how yeah. does it feel in this unknown territory so far? It feels pretty good. Yeah. It really feels pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. Something in me just didn't allow me to go back. Mm. It was really just like, no, God, you're just not going to go back. Mm. It's not the place you belong. And uh, mm. yeah, I think with my superfood pharmacy, I'm kind of like making all the mistakes and figuring things out and struggling with stuff and cursing along the way and... But it's great. One little promo. What is my superfoodpharmacy.com? <laughs> it's a place you go to prevent sickness. So you can get your mixes that make you feel better. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Put you on the spot, eh? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the one-stop shop. <laughs> Yeah. All jokes aside, great. Uh, I don't know uh, enough about all the superfoods in the market. Kay uh, experiments a lot and reads up a lot about it. 
Also, yeah, you just test it. You just get the product to test. Also approaches it from a macrobiotic point of view. Mm. And basically, uh, with the superfood pharmacy mixes, I get to supercharge myself. <laughs> what is it? Early burning it, laser yeah. focusing. Yeah, um, liver cleansing. Um, yeah, things... I do the things, internal youth. <laughs> exactly, things to stay healthy. Yeah. And... Uh, some of them are not so tasty, but most of them are pretty tasty. Try to make it as tasty as possible. I think that's that's kind of the approach to also give people yeah. stuff that tastes nice. True, you know, I was true. talking to the guy today and I was like, yeah, there's so much in the market that might do a good job. But if you try it, it just, yeah, I'm sorry, it just tastes awful. awful yeah. And yeah, you just, you don't want to have this feeling of like, I know it's good for me. I don't want to drink it, but at least have some enjoyment in it. So. That's that's I guess the the mission of the superfood pharmacy to make it uh, healthy and tasty. Yeah, like a nice experience. Yeah. Like yeah, and some things obviously need to grow on you. I think when we started testing uh, the early bird and mm. uh, laser focus, it was like mm, kind of weird, kind of good, but then grows on you, which is nice. They're all new products. That's what I like about it. It's all novel products. You have tasted that it's new before. new tasters, yeah. So it also you need to be like, okay, I'm curious. And then you feel the effect and you're like, hmm, actually, it does. Uh, one more question. Yeah. Like, uh, what is the biggest challenge of your shift from having a boss into being your own boss? Yeah, you have to kick your own ass. You have to kick your own ass. <laughs> yeah, you have to really like, you don't have someone that is going to look strange in you when you walk into the office at 11 o'clock in the morning. Mm. It's just yourself. So you have to get up in the morning and just kick it mm. and define what to do the day, define to do what the week, define what your goal is for the month or whatever and just like do it. And of course you can get distracted with tons of things but you just have to keep your focus and if you that's the biggest challenge i think it's one of the biggest challenges yeah mm. to really kick my ass every morning and be like yeah there is no one that i report to that mm. i report into and there can be like oh that was a great job you know pat me on the shoulder or, or raise an eyebrow like what seriously you burned that is, much money this is what you did yeah but just like yeah whatever i do i have to really run by myself sometimes run by you and ask for your opinion, but mm. really be like, is that making sense? Is the, like buying that course making sense? Is paying for the promotion making sense? Is that mix gonna do something within the product portfolio because I believe it's good? Is the competition doing something else, et cetera, et cetera. Like literally every decision is just like, yeah, I I tell myself it's right or wrong. I can ask people, but still in the end, I'm the one that is deciding. I cannot look to someone and be like, hmm, what do you think? It's basically, you know, like look up to yeah, someone. Yeah, they always say that the market knows. So Yeah, that's right. <laughs> testing yeah. in the market is also a hard one. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give the mic to you. All I've got right. a lot of nice, uh, nice insights from your that's changes good. in your career. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks for sharing. Sure. From, uh, oh, there you go. That's my part. Slightly <laughs> confused. Uh, what were your career goals when starting your studies and how did that change? I guess. You had something in mind. My biggest goal in life was to become a construction worker. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when we moved to the Netherlands and I did my high school end exam, Turned out I had a bit more brain capacity than is required to be a construction worker. <laughs> uh, so I uh, went and studied architecture. Mm -hmm. Kind of regret it in the sense that I could have done a more technical study. As soon as I started architecture, I realized I would not want to become an architect. But uh, I had to finish school because I started it. Mm -hmm. Can I, can I hook back to the construction worker? Mm. Why that? I saw my dad building our house when I was a kid. They were like all big sweaty dudes. It was awesome. And something okay. was coming out of the ground. Mm -hmm. uh, nice. I, st I did a lot of real projects as well as uh, a job on the mm -hmm. side. 
I did uh, a project in Indonesia. We built a pavilion of the architecture faculty. I did a little um, horse shed in mm -hmm. the south of the Netherlands. That's cool. Um, but basically, as soon as I started studying, I also uh, started my first business with a friend of mine, uh, music. We had a little music mm -hmm. studio. So I was always uh, split up into two realities. And I guess back then the only goal that I wasn't even aware of besides earning my own money, because that's what I've been doing since the age of 14, mm -hmm. uh, was to learn. Really curiosity driven. Mm -hmm. And then at the age of 23, 24, I had a pretty growing uh, youth uh, communication agency. Mm -hmm. We had two partners, we had gigs all around. And I was doubting whether I would sign up for a master's or not, because I was enjoying the pace of work life more. Mm -hmm. And I was doing a bunch of uh, networking on the side. And yeah, then I decided to stop that because I was done learning mm -hmm. and I realized how difficult it is to scale a consulting service. Mm -hmm. Basically that was the core of our business was consulting and then presenting and facilitating and really hour based. So I was like, no, I want to do something more technical. Mm -hmm. uh, but back then we did have a couple of like retreats for ourselves with the two partners. Like, where do you want to be in five years? And then I guess my biggest goal was to retire before mm -hmm. the age of 30. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like that one. Yeah, I remember my friend also looked at me like, it makes no sense what you're going to do when you retire at the <laughs> age of 30. It doesn't make sense to anyone. No, but I think for me, the biggest uh, question mark would be like, what you're going to do if you don't need to do it for money? Mm. Absolutely. And I found out now, but it definitely took me a while to figure it out after 30 because um, yeah, money definitely is a status symbol. It is a form of measuring how successful you are in life. Uh, for many people, it's a measurement of self-worth. Also could be... Um, so really unraveling that programming and being like no what do i really care about mm -hmm. what will i keep doing if all my bills are paid mm -hmm. um, and that yeah your question was what were my career goals mm -hmm. when i was studying yeah yeah i guess learning growing nice. and i think that has not changed yeah no cool thanks for Thank you. Um, what makes being an entrepreneur more interesting than employment? I don't know because <laughs> I've had very little employment. Uh, Let me make a guess. <laughs> I uh, have to really completely rely on myself and my wit and my creativity and my yeah speed and and like uh, i cannot imagine what it's like to show up at a place and be like okay what do you want me to do like, <laughs> that's that's a long time ago yeah, for me yeah in like very like i'm a bartender i show up at a bar what do you want to drink i'll make it mm -hmm. um i guess yeah the, the level of being autonomous changing your mind i've like after retiring i've changed i don't know four or five times what i was doing mm -hmm. um that's a painful part of it but it's also attractive i mm -hmm. find that attractive like it, it requires a lot of trust and faith to like be like okay don't worry you're not becoming retarded you're just figuring mm -hmm. it out yeah and mm -hmm. uh guess another thing 
that I think is very sexy is if I want to take a break or a holiday, I do so without asking or you need to run it by someone. That one I also never like. I I, I notice it when I'm uh, in the process of acquiring corporate clients. Like somebody's really enthusiastic, but then they have to kick it to the higher ups, and the higher ups have to volleyball it to the other higher ups, and then. People have Budget, to play cetera, tennis cetera. and ping pong, and then yeah. two months later, we're gonna put it on hold. Like stuff like that would boggle me. That's what also would frustrate me about architecture because a lot of it is uh, very slow paced. Mm. And um, but that's kind of the thing with corporate. It's also normal, I guess, a pace of life. But like, I studied to be a urban planner and a real estate manager. And I understand these trains of thoughts, which are like stretching over 20 years, 30 years, mm -hmm. 50 years. Um, I guess right now I'm too young to really uh, engage with them. Mm. <laughs> or, or I might be like, I'm very interested in investing in buying land and developing it over time. Yeah. Uh, but to do that as a profession, mm. I don't know. It sounds okay. sounds too challenging for me right now. Like right now, I'm building something which is which has a vision, and then I have to bring it back to where I'm at right now, and proceed step by step. I'm enjoying that growing something. Mm. I don't know if that answered your question. It does. I think one thing I do sometimes miss about being employed is when I hear other people like I don't know an office party or colleagues. That's what you miss. Yeah, <laughs> colleagues. Colleagues are nice or not nice, but they are there for your That's entertainment. That's definitely yeah. I think having the somebody take care of you community. Yeah, I think for me also signing up for the office uh, desk. Mm -hmm. recently was also yeah, kinda, we were super happy about I it. said to the to the uh, woman that was uh, giving me the tour I was like it feels like my first day at work to like okay mm -hmm. remember the names remember the ways to walk to get from A to B don't 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 don't, don't like just like really keep everything in mind it was mm -hmm. really funny like you have this um, this level of like how oh, I'm super excited and I'm nervous and something and you just like yeah, yeah, but it's really great because you have people around, so you can also be like, hey, does someone have an idea about X, Y, Z? And there's maybe someone that can help you, so that's pretty cool, instead of like thinking, yeah, about your network and uh, being like, oh, is there someone that can really support me? Can I reach out? It's just like, yeah, basically there might be someone around the corner, which is super cool. I think it's good to, that, that part is definitely, also gave me a big boost to be like, yeah, it's not a company that I'm working for, but having a network, having a crowd, mm. it's really good. Yeah, just a whole bunch of other people were showing up yeah. in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> and just like, yeah, everyone is kind of tired, everyone kind of needs coffee, everyone is like, yeah, okay, what, what is the plan for today? And exactly. can have just like some chats and be off, yeah. Yeah, uh, every time I approached such an environment, uh, I felt like an odd duck. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I remember with the Yes Delft, I had the option to like rent office space. I always felt like I can only do it when I have more people in my crew. I needed to facilitate my crew. Mm -hmm. And I like what you did is like you don't have a crew yet, but you're like, hey, I just need I that. Just need I just need that for mm -hmm. myself. So I'm going to do that. Yeah, I really need a community. Mm. It's, that's something that I really needed a long time to figure out. But mm. I definitely need that. It helps me to really drive. Yeah, I might consider it myself. I've been thinking about stealing your idea. <laughs> you use your pass. Like, hello, I am Katarina. <laughs> I grow some beard yeah, and some more hair. It was a rough night. <laughs> Don't ask about it. Promise I'm going to look shaved tomorrow. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to think right. about it. <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. Ready for the next one? Always. Cool. Uh, what made you decide against a career in a corporate environment? Hmm. I didn't have time for it while I was studying. I was running my own businesses. Mm -hmm. um, but you never had the moment where you've been like, I want to work in corporate. Was it 
Or did it just? Like, I never understood happen? people working. Okay, properly. so it was like really a different part. I, 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 how to say this best? Mm. I know people who had their own business uh, in the real estate branch while we were studi studying, mm -hmm. and then switched over to corporate and really make made big leaps. Uh, uh, and are like now mm -hmm. heads up uh, departments at big real estate uh, houses and mm -hmm. then like brokers and uh, I get that I never had such a clear line in what I was doing like if mm -hmm. I even if I look at other entrepreneurs I've been changing my mind so many times mm -hmm. and like uh, not being a specialist in any sense Mm -hmm. for so long mm -hmm. that uh, I do not know which corporation would make sense for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> and um, also when we were studying still, when everybody was considering corporate jobs and I just couldn't get it. Like you're negotiating your time and freedom for X amount and some promise of job security. I do not believe in job security. Uh, the funny thing is, it always scared me when I got those contracts, the unlimited yeah. contract until you retire. Yeah. Every time I got that, kind of like something in me was really like, <laughs> it's like a marriage. I don't want to, yeah, exactly. Like, oh mm. my gosh, it's so many years. So the last one was also like, oh my gosh, I actually would prefer some gig for two or three years to be just That's like making like, so. Yeah, I totally get that. But I think the biggest reason for me to not consider it is uh, I've had talks with like uh, the ex CEO of uh, a big, uh, what's it called? Uh, engineering, construction, and like mm -hmm. uh, it was coaching me, and I was like, yeah, maybe I should just apply for a traineeship I was really lost I was thinking okay maybe I should do a PhD maybe I should do, just get a job mm -hmm. I was done not doing anything I was in a searching and when was that like about two years ago when I quit all my other businesses like mm -hmm. I had a I was doing a yoga school with my sister exited that then I started mm -hmm. doing the cafe there mm -hmm. horrible idea to make cappuccinos in a wheelchair uh, I started helping a friend of mine with his uh, hamburger place and I was doing uh, construction and uh, consulting with Ismail. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. one by one, all of those got, yeah, they, they didn't make sense. So I was like, okay, what do I do next? Because mm -hmm. I was very, um, I had trouble slowing down. So. Eventually, mm -hmm. I ended up slowing down, taking a sabbatical and mm -hmm. writing a book. But um, in that moment, I was looking for something to distract me. Mm -hmm. And then he, Neil, he said like, yeah, you don't want to be in the situation that your manager is somebody who's less intelligent than you. Mm -hmm. and, and then I was like, oh, I never considered that an option. For me, the worst, like... How I also talked Ismail out of taking a job was like, yeah, you don't want to show up someplace, somebody telling you to make a PowerPoint presentation that nobody's going to look at. And then mm -hmm. you spend your whole day on that, you know. But that was also a reason why I was like, I never considered that your higher ups are not always the brightest and smartest Absolutely. And I'm, I'm definitely a person who would be like super poor dealing with that. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, yeah you basically you need to know, you need to have a good hiring strategy. Exactly. If you do that, then like, yeah. You're doing good. People can make you shine. Yeah. Which is still, it's a great quality. I'm not even deprecating it. It's really. No, and he, he was saying that from a C-level perspective. Mm -hmm. So he might have been the person who's in charge mm -hmm. of smarter people. Mm -hmm. And he was looking at me and being honest, like, you don't seem like the guy mm -hmm. who's going to do well under those conditions. You mm -hmm. need to be able to bite your lip, be polite, be diplomatic, mm -hmm. write it out. Politics, politics, uh, politics. Those, those things uh, a bit too radical for those things. 
kind of totally connect with that. I mean, when I when I uh, started to work at Hugo Boss in the um, brand management division, mm -hmm. the manager that was she just arrived there like I don't know two months earlier, and uh, she was coming from a whole different area, which is not bad, mm -hmm. but she was just completely not interested in like knowing any detail whatsoever in the system she was just like i want this and then we were like yeah but it doesn't work because you like you have your sap system okay. and you just have to like do it a certain way you just cannot break the rules because it just doesn't work and she was completely not invested in that she was like i don't care just fix it and just fix it and uh yeah like every time asking the same stupid questions like you have a coding in the system for colors 100 is white 999 is black and every time you would have uh, card on the table and was saying 100 she would be like what color is that and you sit there and you're just like woman <laughs> why don't you just remember those most simple things i can totally agree and uh yeah at some point she left but it was like literally freaking me out every time it will be the same thing and you just yeah you have to stay polite because she's your manager and uh yeah exactly it's not so great it's not so easy but yeah i've never had to do those things i guess yeah Lucky you. I don't know. I think sense. it's also part of uh, your development as a, as a professional. It gives you a lot of diplomatic insights and knowledge. Those moments that you step out of the room and you're like... Yeah, you just basically, you are like, uh, you do your face uh, pause. Mm -hmm. So you just like stay in this haha, super polite, knowing that everyone is thinking she just made an idiot out of herself. And then you go out and you're like, okay, well. That was that. That was that, no yeah. problem. But I still mm -hmm. gotta like, yeah. yeah, I don't know, take the blame in a meeting for something that you told her before is gonna just completely blow up. And uh, just like, It's yeah. an expensive choice, but I have made yeah. it as an entrepreneur as well, if I would have. Yeah. clients I didn't like didn't vibe with and you're not obliged to take them they can take their business elsewhere and yeah of course that's something you cannot do when you're working for a boss no. like, or it has to be such a big organization that can they can shuffle you around yeah, you can pick your boss in best case if you change to jobs mm. or whatever but still that can change you can mm. get someone in front of your nose that you literally just do mm. not vibe with don't like at all Yep. had that a couple of times as well well it's just like yeah well you just gotta keep it yep. keep it together and just uh yeah groove through it yeah so yeah it teaches you a lot of diplomatic skills which i think is also good to a certain that. extent but i yeah. can also imagine if i look at all the burnout symptoms a lot of them are also like if somebody yeah. stresses you the hell out if you have a i don't know verbally abusive mm. senior yeah uh and, and that's the place you have to go to every day and you're like i don't want to do that anymore yeah um can wear you down absolutely yeah i think uh seriously like if i sum up the whole 12 years i would say that probably 70 percent was things that i learned that i never want to be like mm. you know i really had horrible managers along the way screaming and shouting and making irrational decisions etc etc yeah i cannot imagine i just have to obey my friend navid working in a law firm like people like your your, your senior shouting at you yeah. i i would maybe like punch the guy in the job <laughs> and then i would get sued or something but um that's a super Mm. nasty toxic yeah. soup to like go back in every day absolutely yeah. yeah especially like my last job in germany was yeah it was absolutely this nature and yeah at some point like starting shouting in a meeting would be like the regular day and uh yeah i think towards my end job there i just came back with a list in visual fix and was like hey listen you like asshole big time i just gotta tell you what just like mm. like really you've been one of the worst managers in my life i just mm. gotta tell you why it's just completely shitty mm. dropped his jaw <laughs> was pretty cool okay. came out a couple centimeters taller after that meeting but it was also like you know i think i always find my way to like make points not in front of a group obviously humiliating oh. someone but really like a one-to-one -one. to also like just grab my boats and be like hey 
this is really bad. Unacceptable. Not yeah. saying it myself because I don't like you. That is on a different page, but it's just like you don't treat people like that. That's just not okay. No. And I think that's yeah. That's also important to you know find your way to say those things to voice those things. It's true. So yeah, I wouldn't punch people, but verbally <laughs> yeah. I would kind of get that. Well, it's a lot of stress, though. You get, yeah. you get uh, like it would freak me the hell out. Yeah, I think uh, I kind of like I for myself made the commitment to not let that sit in me. To really, if I felt something started to stuck up in me, mm. I would really voice it. And be like, I just gotta really say that because yeah. otherwise I'm gonna carry it till the end of my life, and I don't want that. Exactly. This is really waiting on me. This is giving me bad thoughts when I wake up in the night, and just like, just not. Exactly, and then, like, I have not had the experience, and I was like, really like baffled to realize how many people have had the experience. It's insane. Right. It's yeah, like, it's just insane. It's just like, I don't know many people who are really like, yeah, super happy with my job, super happy with my manager, like safe and sound. Everything is great. Mm. Not many at all. Yeah, that's insane. But yeah. Yeah, well, if you like if you curse at your senior, you'll probably get called into HR and sent to a anger management course. Well, if the seniors uh, cursing the other way like you have this little uh, picture of this bird on the top pooping on two birds underneath it and then four birds underneath mm -hmm. it like how management and hierarchy like the guy mm -hmm. gets stressed out by his senior he's gonna take it out on his juniors but that's also just the quality of a good or a bad manager I cannot phrase it differently you know mm -hmm. if you like give further all the stress and stuff to your team you're just not managing well you have to be like, I had so many assignments and projects and things to do. I was like, this is never, ever, this will never, ever be needed. Mm -hmm. Like, so I would not even tell the team. Mm -hmm. I'd be just sitting it out. Or if I would get something that was completely impossible, I would call the team in and be like, okay, listen, people, everyone is going to just like drop that in a second, but we need to find a solution. So this is the assignment. Mm -hmm. We're not going to do that, but let's come up with a solution. That is four weeks later. That is alternative BCD, you know, but just like not be like, okay, good luck with that. Not my it, problem. Exactly. Because that's not how you manage. That's just like walking mm -hmm. out of the way of shit falling down on you. That's mm -hmm. what it is. So you really have to be smart and be like, how can I, how can I manage that? How can we find a solution? And, hey, I never had a manager who I would walk back and be like, listen, we cannot accomplish this, but this is our option A or B. No one ever said, yeah, go back to your desk and make it happen. They'd be like, oh, wow, she's uh, she's really managing the situation and she's giving me solutions rather than saying no. Mm. So I think that's really a good way to just deal with that situation. But it really depends. I think there are so many types. Um, yeah, and I have seen the good, the bad, and the ugly along the way. And I think that was pretty interesting to learn mm -hmm. for myself how not to and how to and develop my own character when it comes to leading people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. How would you frame your personal career goals? Currently, my career goals. Um, I'm definitely focusing on, uh, uh, maybe you can tell us a bit more about it. Burnout prevention is my, uh, focus <laughs> right now. Um, I've had to go through a whole process after my accident, the spinal cord injury, having a more, uh, how do you say it? Sensitive scale. So I get out of balance quicker. Mm -hmm. and I really had to realize that sometimes I get my energy from the wrong places like I had some unsustainable energy sources I guess my not to make it heavy but my experiences as a kid made me really run fast so I mm -hmm. ran fast like having a full-time study and a job or our own company at the old time um 
I didn't really have a direction. So I would just mm -hmm. run fast in one direction until I was burnt out, crash, and be upset about being down, get up, mm -hmm. run into another direction real fast. And so I think for the first time in my life, I really have a clear focus, which has to do with uh, energy management. Mm -hmm. And you can put it under the personal development or mental health, emotional health, your AQ, adaptability quotients, a lot of ways to frame it. But I feel like currently the, the highest need is burnout prevention and in the future, uh, dealing with change, getting good at change. Uh, the energy management compass is my brainchild and something that That's I a beautiful way to phrase it. hope to grow into a very accessible tool and curriculum to help people deal with change. I think I've had to deal with change from early on in my life and a lot of us do, some of us don't, but uh, looking from 2020 we just had a little taster of the amount of change that's coming mm -hmm. towards us. No, we like really are completely not the ones that initiated any of that. Just like pouring at you. It's, it's on one side climate change, but on the other side also the technological disruption that's mm -hmm. happening. Like uh, you can place a bet that almost a very small percentage like a one digit percentage of the fortune 500 companies that exist now will mm -hmm. exist in 10 years absolutely and that means yeah. something for a lot of people's mm -hmm. jobs because these are not just companies sitting on money they employ people yeah so a lot of people will see their industries disrupted will see their jobs displaced will have to adapt to new jobs have to be retrained have to deal with the fact that they have to be constant beginners. Mm -hmm. um, my personal career goal, I would define it as uh, really making energy management a part of uh, whether it is institutionalized or not, but uh, uh, like a little uh, manual that you get of how to human. Mm -hmm. Like... The, the, the how to human that we do get is, okay, your parents tell you to be a good boy or a good girl, whatever that means in your cultural environment. How to human, I love that. And uh, go get an education, get a job, pay your bills. And then this thing that you wake up in at some point. Avatar, yeah. Uh, how does it work? How does it uh, thrive? How does it... Uh, how resilient is it? I think that's one thing that mm -hmm. saddens me, the experiences I've had with uh, young friends committing suicide or like nowadays still uh, a lot of people uh, taking a diagnosis and being like, okay, that's my limiting factor. That's my handicap. Mm -hmm. uh, and then designing their life around that. I really believe that uh, if you do take the time and effort to figure out what the recovery is that you need for your mm -hmm. symptom, uh, so what is the cause of that symptom, mm -hmm. then your body will recover and your mind will recover emotionally or recover spiritually. Um, but it's not talked about. So, okay, you go to yoga. Well, yoga was designed for when we didn't even have running water. Mm -hmm. So how do you implement um, all these levels of wisdom into the 21st century, which is very digital, very fast paced? Um, yeah. how, how do you propel yourself through life sustainably? Mm -hmm. And I, I really look at life, if you would gamify it, it doesn't matter what your, the age is. There are different levels in life and different mm -hmm. chapters and different stories you can live. Mm -hmm. And I find it hard to grasp it for myself because mm -hmm. I've had so much of it getting twisted upside down. So I thought I was going this way, but then boom, everything flipped. Mm -hmm. I have to go that way. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a 
important thing to be aware of. Like, okay, what was that quote? Life is what is happening while you're making plans or mm -hmm. something. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, and it would be amazing to live our plans, but it's also good to realize, okay, this is what's happening in my life right now. Mm -hmm. uh, why aren't you making steps with your career? You know, yeah, my, my dad just died. Okay, maybe you're going through a different phase of life and that's enriching in a way that you cannot explain on a CV or uh, I just had kids and one of mm -hmm. them has special needs. That's also mm -hmm. um, not regarded as how you would benchmark success, mm -hmm. but it is a big part yeah. of how to human and to really emphasize that these phases in life, uh, whether we choose them or not, they choose us. There is something in them that will make your life a richer experience yeah. um as you said the other day there are phases in life where you cannot write an invoice for self-healing for example it takes a lot of time it's not where you can mm. just put an invoice in someone's uh, letterbox and be mm. like yeah please uh, give me uh, the money for that no but it's like it's so important to go through that no yeah i think it's really funny if i reflect on it like my biggest goal career-wise, was to retire before I was 30. Mm -hmm. I was able to pull that off by some kind of miracle mm -hmm. to create a, a five-year blank space for myself. So when I was 30, I hit a thing that I was like, okay, I can, I don't have to worry about my bills for five years. Mm -hmm. And then the first thing I did was start working harder and doing stupid projects for like, financially super suicide bad business partners mm. everything to not slow down and then mm. eventually when i slowed down feeling good about slowing down was really difficult mm -hmm. uh, having a sabbatical feeling good about having a sabbatical yeah. and now starting back up again with all those experiences and and just the amount of, I know I have a lot of self-confidence, but how much I myself get tested in this journey. Mm -hmm. uh, so if I want to promote it and make it uh, something that I would encourage other people to do as well, it's also because I need it, I guess. Mm -hmm. But also I realize how difficult it is truly. Uh, so yeah, my career goal is to really grow this I think I had a pretty deep dip in the sense that after my accident I was like okay why am I even getting out of bed mm -hmm. and I would start business projects that were like financially sound and good opportunities but it wasn't where my heart was at mm -hmm. and really making sense out of all the things that happened to me to be like okay my pain and suffering will serve a higher good if I do this thing. Mm -hmm. And that's the energy management compass. And that's something that I, for instance, Dylan, every time I see him, he's like, yeah, I've been telling people about your stuff because mm -hmm. he's gone through the experience that he was like, I don't know how it is for women, but guys kind of take pride into just biting their teeth and, and roughing it out. But he he really realized like hey I'm going through a phase that I'm like having breakdowns in the shower and I'm just like not myself anymore and then he was like yeah that energy thing that you thought about it really helped me uh, pull through that and and come back up again instead of spiraling deeper mm -hmm. into abyss and. Uh, First of all, I love it that it makes sense that he he mm -hmm. has use out of it. Absolutely. Like, where do you get your energy? Mm -hmm. Like, you, you're 100% sure that you'll be spending energy. Time mm -hmm. is passing, energy you're spending, and uh, how do you gather it? Like, that's it's mm -hmm. a very... Yeah, of course, you have to eat your breakfast and lunch uh, or not, and you have to intermittent fast, but... Sleep. Is but, is that it? Is that really as simple as 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 this complex exactly, machinery that's the point. works? Like, this is such a 
miraculous engine and then uh, yeah no one can tell me that just by eating food and uh, sleeping you can just recharge fully no. on all levels that you have in this avatar so yeah but yeah no one gives you any uh, manual mm. on how to yeah but i think that's a beautiful project it's a beautiful career goal thanks little promo for a little talk i'm doing on meetup couple of groups in Berlin and uh, Hamburg, Wroclaw, Warsaw, four European cities at the same time. Pretty uh, awesome to experience that, thanks to Corona. <laughs> uh, on the unknown, how do you deal with being a beginner? Uh, it's uh, one of my keynotes that's becoming more and more relevant. How do you uh, maintain the feel of what defines your ownership of a situation? your outlook on life when so many things are unknown. We hit the hour mark oh on Oh my gosh, Instagram. seriously. Oh, wow. So that's over. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thank you. That didn't feel like an hour. It that's went by sweet. fast. Yeah. It went by fast. Please share and subscribe if you like this episode. Yes. If you have topics and suggestions for us, drop us a line. Yes, please. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Love change out. Love change out.